Hey, Sissonville. Welcome to episode two of The Ville Talks, a new podcast brought to you by the Sissonville Strategic Media Club. On this episode, Drew Jordan asks the host an interesting question. Then the hosts are joined by the first ever guest on the show, senior Madison McCutcheon. Madison was recently named a Todd Judy Ford Scholar Athlete of the Week. Madison shares what she's learned from athletics over the years and offers wisdom for younger athletes balancing school and sports. Finally, the hosts spend some time reflecting on what September 11th means to them, a generation born after the tragedy occurred in 2001. They share some pretty profound things as they seek to convey what it's like for their generation to grow up in today's world. Make sure you stick around for that. Here's episode two. Hey guys, what's going on? Today is episode two. Oh my God, I said today. <laughs> this is episode two of the Ville Talks podcast. I'm here with the man, the myth, and the legend. I am a man. I'm not a myth or a legend. Just Kristen to clarify. <laughs> How you doing? Alrighty. And of course, we have Peyton Butcher, who just wrecked his car and now his front bumper is gone. It's still there, I promise. It's not that bad. Alrighty, and of course we have the host, Sam Scott. What's up, guys? How's it going? <laughs> what everybody doesn't know is that we just tried to record the intro of this four times, and <laughs> Drew was so excited to do it, we had to do it four times. Yeah, okay, so I messed that up. But, <laughs> um, quick question, Tristan. What is the worst thing you have ever smelt? Mm. Wait, 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 wait. Can we have a conversation about whether it's smelt or smelled? Smelt with a T. With a T. With a T. I think a Minecraft armor. Me too. Or like smelting mm. iron ore. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But I think it smelled. It definitely D. would be um, the freshman bathrooms. Mm. Ooh. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Can we clarify that it's not the freshmen themselves? It is. I mean, it could be. No, no, no. no. <sighs> it okay. is not. It's a close All right. one. All right. It is just the bathrooms maybe. in the yeah. school. Yeah, okay. yeah, maybe. Hey, wait. So I totally forgot. Anna Soblet is here, yeah, watching so. over us, and you guys wanted to hear her last time. Say hi, Anna. Hey, guys. There she is. There she is. Yep. Yeah. All right, keep going, Peyton. What? What's the worst thing you've ever smelt? Tristan Port's locker. Mm. Locker? You've never smelled my locker. I have. It's pretty bad. Up at the field? No, not that one. School locker. <laughs> I don't have a locker. <laughs> Paige, you just go like walking around that is so embarrassing smelling too. people's lockers. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, this is great. All right, Sam Scott, what you got? <laughs> okay. I have a story. Is Katie that acceptable? Oh. Hey, I'm talking about my pregnant wife like that. Love you, Katie. Um, my, the worst thing I ever smelled was I had this friend named Clark Ellis who lost a bunch of weight his senior year. Hmm. And he, you know, like when you lose a lot of weight, like your skin never quite. Um, bounces back sometimes. Yeah. And so uh, he was very proud of the fact that he had an incredibly deep belly button. And oh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting somewhere. Trust me, follow along. And so uh, one day we were at my office and he 
we actually, I think we might have been having the same conversation. <laughs> Drew won't even make eye contact with me I right now. <laughs> and, and so he said, do you want to smell my belly button? <laughs> and so he... He, he smelled his belly button. Wait for it. Yeah, okay. Nope. It's kind of, That's yeah, awful. I smelled. I smelled. No. I'm more of a smelled person. Okay, so here's what he does. Every, everyone hold up your pinky, okay? <laughs> he sticks literally the entire length oh of his pinky God. up into his belly button. I mean, the whole thing disappears. And I'm like, where did this thing go? And he's like, just because, you know. And, and so he pulls it out. And he, and he says, smell my finger. And so, <laughs> and so I, I, I am not a queasy person. And I, I, I pride myself that I haven't, I haven't thrown up. So we're going, to, we're going a deep dark hole on this episode, guys. We're like, this is getting, we're getting like gross. Okay, but I pride myself that I haven't vomited since I was in the sixth grade. Okay, and and I have, when I smelled Clark Ellis's pinky, that <laughs> had been, what is this, two and a half inches inside of his belly button. No way, dude. I have never wanted to vomit more than I did in that moment. And it was literally the most disgusting smell. It was like, um, you know, like the way your slides smell after you've worn them for a couple months? Or like gross shoes or like just really like sweaty. Mm -hmm. That was it. That was the entire smell of Clark Ellis' belly buttons. Well, that is the end of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Can we name this episode Smell My Finger? (laughs) I don't don't think so. Oh, man. I don't know what to say. That was the worst thing ever smelled. That's so bad. I I think that is on another level for me, smelling Tristan's locker. Mm. You didn't smell my locker. I was going to say something just like BO or something, because that's like gross to me. Oh, yeah. What's the worst thing you've ever smelled? Just BO. Like, I think, like, when you walk by somebody in the hallway and they just smell bad, it's just like a. It's like a day ruiner for me. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, well you know, after all of that, we're going to take a quick second and go over the uh, the sports. So, uh, Sam Scott, take it from here. Yeah, man, I got football. We talked to junior team captain Jake Wiseman, and he said we were defeated by Scott 67-20 to 20 on Friday night. We didn't play our best, and Scott's a really good team. We were just outplayed. So, football team's record moves to 0-3, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's all fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're going to be fine. We're going to love going to games. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's going to be great. All right, Tristan, you've got uh, volleyball for us, right? Yeah, I do. Uh, from a senior, Alexa Asbury. Um, she said, well, this week we played Ripley, and they've always been a super good team. In the first match, we played well against them. The other two, not so great, but our team is working on getting used to this new setup and new people. We are slowly working better together, and I think these next few years ahead look good for us. Sweet. And Anna, you said that you knew the record, right? What's the record for the volleyball team? We're going to go with two and three, right? Go we'll, team. we'll say that. Anna said two or four. Two and four, two and three. So we're just going to go with two and three. Good sounds better. Good job, volleyball. Peyton? We have a quote from senior Brandon Connor. Tuesday, or Saturday night game, Sissonville wins two to one in a great fight against Ripley. We took a strong 2-0 lead early in the game and displayed great teamwork. Along with great effort and discipline, we were able to bring home another solid win. Our record is 3-4-1. to four to one. So, yeah. Peyton, what sport is that? Boy soccer. Ah, oh, yeah, boy soccer. Well, that's it for the sports teams. And, uh, well, Disco Dance coming up soon. October 1st, you can go ahead and get your tickets. $10 in Ms. Davison's room. David's, David, is it Davidson's? No, it's Davis. Davis. Sorry, Miss Davis. 
Um, but yeah, we also got a special guest, but we will hear about her after this break. All right, it's time for a word from our sponsors and a new segment we like to call Guess That Sponsor. Is this week's sponsor Spam Versatile Meat Products and Recipes, Walmart Brand Infant Diapers, or West Banco? If you guess West Banco, roll tight, you are correct. <laughs> Thank you, West Banco, for supporting our social media clubs. Check them out for your banking needs. Back to our special guest. All right, we are back with the very first guest on the podcast ever, Miss Madison McCutcheon. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Madison, you recently were named a Todd Judy Ford Scholar of the Week, Athlete Scholar of the Week, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, and so that's an award given to some scholar around West Virginia each week, a high school student. And um, you got it a couple weeks ago, so congratulations. Thank you. What do you actually get? I'm not 100% sure. I, I got a plaque. That's, oh. that's what I have right now. But I'm not really sure on how it all works out. I still have to talk to Skeens about that. Nice. He didn't really give me much information about it. <laughs> Don't you make some money at the end? Yes. Or something? Yeah. Like yeah, you can. Yeah. That's cool. Classic, like, let's just give you this big award and just give you a piece of paper. You know? Yeah. Um, okay. Madison, I have a, a question for you. Um, I was watching your interview video, which is great. I guess you were in the office. Were you in the office? Yeah, I was in the um, conference room in the office. Nice. Um, and I was watching it, and I was reading the article, and it said you have a 4.4 GPA, which is awesome. And you play three sports, soccer, basketball, and track. Okay, I knew there was track, and I said it opposite. Okay, so you are a three-sport athlete. You play soccer, basketball, and track, and you have a 4.4 GPA. How do you do that you know like that's that's a pretty crazy accomplishment to do that many things and also have as many you know academic accolades that you have so um what is the hardest part about that for you probably time management it's always difficult to juggle all of the schoolwork and practices at the same time but nothing is ever late for me. I can't, it can't be late. Everything has to be turned in on time. So I'll do anything to always have it turned in on time. All right. Well, I have a question for you. Uh, what has sports taught you? Sports has taught me a lot, but I have made a lot of friends throughout my whole journey. And it's also taught me how to communicate because whenever you're playing sports, communication is a big part of the game if you don't communicate big problems could occur during the game that could cost the game great answer all right um, madison i have a madison. actually no oh okay. i have another question do you plan on playing in college whoa whoa big question that that is a hard question because i'm still not 100 percent sure if i will i've talked to a couple schools for college basketball and track but I'm still not 100% sure if I will or not. Dubs. Madison, I have a connected question to your answer. You said, you know, you've met a lot of great friends through sports. You know how on senior night they're always like, what's your favorite memory throughout high school of playing sports? What's, like, the dumbest thing that's happened at a practice? Like, it could be all three sports. <laughs> it could be, you know, anything. Like, what's just, like, the – 
the dumbest or most ridiculous thing that's happened out of practice? I mean, I always say that I'm going to say this, and I'm sorry, Annabeth, in advance. Uh-oh. But she's did this twice, so it's kind of hard not to put on there. But she kicked the ball in the goal, and it came back and hit her in the face. No. She's did it not once, but twice. Twice? Yes. That actually might be like an untapped athletic skill that she should look yeah. into. Like. Yeah. <laughs> we, I mean, during soccer practices, we laugh the whole entire time because we just make stupid mistakes the whole time, and we just look at each other and lose it. That's amazing. I love your all's friendship. I also love the picture that your mom or someone's mom, Sarah, or your mom posted on Facebook where it was like you and Annabeth and just the height difference between you guys, you know, it's yes. like, like, I'm like, oh, you, and I was talking to Annabeth about, it, I was like, they, you know, whoever edited that, I was like, they could have made you just like a little bit taller, you know, yeah. like make you guys look just a little bit more, you know, yeah. the same height. Even though on media day, she can carry me around on her back and my feet are almost touching the ground. No way. But she can run with me on her back. It's, that's amazing. It's another skill that she has. Yeah, seriously. Add it to the list. Madison, I have a question for you. What's some advice that you could give to younger students? Just to stay positive and to always be a good person to everyone. And you should always push yourself to be the best that you can be. Really inspirational. That was really Very inspirational. It's a great answer. We should put yeah. that on our first ever podcast. Make that a shirt. Oh, jinx. All right, well, hey, Madison, thank you so much for being on the show. Yes, thank you for having me. You get the honor of being the first ever guest, and you also get a sticker. There's stickers somewhere around here. I feel so here. honored. Awesome we'll get you stickers. one before you leave. Hey, guys, so we're back from that short break, and uh, we were going to end the podcast here, but we're recording on Sunday, September 11th, which is, of course, you know, the tragic event that happened back then, and uh, Sam Scott's going to ask us a question or two. So, uh, Sam? Yeah, I, I was just thinking that, you know, like you said, we record on Sunday nights, and it, and we would be kind of remiss if we didn't talk about the fact that today's September 11th. And I read this book on, on Generation Z, okay, I, which I know that makes me sound like super old and whatever. But you guys are Generation Z, you know that, right? Right. And mm-hmm. so basically, you know, it's talking about the cultural differences between, like, you and your parents and how, like, like literally the world doesn't know what to do with you guys. Like, the world does not know what to do with, with Generation Z. Like, how do you view the world, the things that you think like they just think that you're like glued to tiktok and which is not wrong yeah right <laughs> i like tiktok even okay but like uh and so i was thinking about like i'm 28 okay i was born in 1994 and i am the my age group is the last age group to remember 9-11 the class beneath i was in the first grade when 9-11 happened and the people younger than me don't remember it and so you guys are like 16, 17, 18. Yep. So you're at least 10 years younger than I am. And so I remember 9-11, but I'm the youngest age alive that remembers 9-11 for the most part, right? And so, you know, the queen died this week, and so I was thinking, like, all these things happen in the world. And so one of the things about you guys as Generation Z is that you're, like, more globally connected than anybody ever has been before you. And so I was just thinking about, like, when these, like, tragic things happen that you know about because of TikTok or Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, what is it like for you to grow up in the United States that is so shaped by 9-11 when you don't even remember it? Like, what what is it like to live in a world that you have, you know, everybody's like, don't forget, we'll never forget, always remember, you know, but you don't actually remember that. So, 
You know, the reason I asked you guys earlier today for your parents' birthdays, and I wanted to know, because I was looking at and most of them were born in the 70s that you sent me. And, and so they don't really have, and correct me if I'm wrong later, parents, but like, I don't think your age group of parents has a significant like, event that occurred like that in their childhood or like their parents' kind of life like that, right? Like there was, there was Vietnam and, and there was some other stuff in there, but, but for the most part, like your parents didn't experience that. And so help, help people older than you, help your parents, help your grandparents, help random listeners understand your generation's thoughts on like what is it like to grow up remembering September 11th when you don't remember it? I mean, are you, are you going to call one of us? or You can just go. Oh, okay. Well, um, I know my mom, um, she said she was at home with her parents because she was younger, and she was like a teen or something like that. And uh, she said one of her friends called her on, because they didn't have like telephones, they had house phones, mm-hmm. like connected to the wall. So she said... It, it rang and one of her friends called her and they were like hey good on the news um the twin towers were just hit and she turned it on and she said it was just like breathtaking like you did like you wouldn't think you'd be alive during something like this you know what i mean like it's mm-hmm. kind of surreal to think that this is happening you're watching it i don't know it's just kind of like it's hard to explain <laughs> yeah but I don't know. It's just kind of crazy that people were there, especially with, well, like the people that were in the building and family members that were a part of that, you know. So just, you know, keep those people in, in your thoughts during this day because it's very hard for them. Mm-hmm. I know on that day uh, my dad was on a flight on the way to a work site, really? so I think in Kansas or something. So uh, they had to land the plane for 10 days before they could take off again. But Dad just took a, a bus home. Um, but I remember they, them talking about uh, how, what, what a tragic day it was, just, not just for them, but just America as a whole. Um, and I know I feel like, personally, I feel like I know a lot about it. Like schools have done a good job of remembering these events, such as the Holocaust and 9-11 here because we don't want to forget those things you know we don't want to forget what they've done to us and like just those times that it's just brought us all together and just mm-hmm. just like Drew said just remember everybody that was a part of that and just keep them in your prayers yeah it was crazy and like like the way the world operated just completely changed like mm-hmm. you know the common thing that people use the common example is like going through airport security and you could just take whatever you wanted right and then now it's different there was the patriot act and there was all these things that like really just changed how the world operates which we did a 9-11 ceremony here out of the high school um i think it was master gunny who said um that that day the united states was more together like you and reunited as it ever has been mm-hmm. and like in today's day and age, we're all against each other. Mm-hmm. So I just think on that a yeah. lot. Yeah, Mars here, so we'll have her say something. She's here to just watch and be here. So, so um, one of the things that was brought to my attention today was that like these like events that happened, like yes, we weren't alive, but in order for us to like 
know what happened, how everyone feels about it. Like, we have to be educated about it and just, like, know how different our country did change after this one day. Because, like, it's kind of the same thing for our parents, like how um, Sam talked about, like, Vietnam, because, like, they weren't really alive when that happened, but it was, like, just coming to an end or had already, like, ended when they were born and when they were growing up, and, like, they needed to know about those events to, like, know how it affected the people that were around them. Um, and something else, too, that I uh, learned today was that, like, these were just ordinary people. And I know we talk about that all the time, but, like, these people thought that they were, like, so cool because, like, they were working in, like, the World Trade Center. And, like, they just showed up to work one day, and then, like, some of them never got to go home, which is really sad. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I want to touch up on that. Like, I wouldn't be able to think about just, like, waking up and going to work and then that tragedy happened. Um, like, they've showed us videos of people jumping out of buildings just because they didn't want to burn to death. Like, that's hard to watch. Like, and I, I know for a fact I will not forget this event, and I will not let my kids or grandkids forget this happened. And I hope everyone does the same. So is there anything else that you want to add to help older generations understand your generation and the way you perceive the world? Well, Sam, like you pointed out um, in the beginning that a lot of like older people think that like we're just so like connected to social media. That's like the only way that we get our information. That's like how we all live, which yes, it is very true. Like I can tell you I've spent hours in my room watching TikTok, but like I promise you that like we do care about these events and like what we're being taught in school like is affecting us. Like I know um, for me personally, I was not in my civics class Friday, but um, Mr. Kasdorf always does a class on 9-11 and he told us that he's had multiple students like say that was like their favorite part of the whole year and like it touched so many kids that were in my class and like had his class that day that got to hear about that just because like it, yes, like, we learn about 9-11 every year, but he added something different to it, and it was, like, more than just, like, here was the timeline of the day, and he had, like, phone calls from people. And, like, just to, like, the older generations, like, we do care. Um, yeah, uh, the older generations, they, no offense to them. I mean, I don't blame them. Uh, they look down on us a lot. Like, they always say we're addicted to our phones, which, yes, is true, but they were put into our generation, so that's just something we've adapted, and that's just something we live by um, just in our lives, and it's just become, become a part of everybody's lives. Um, I know personally I get a lot of my information through social media. I, I don't watch the news or TV much, but when, I, when I'm on my phone, I can learn things like during class, like I was informed that the queen died and that, you know, I can search up videos of like 9-11 and stuff and like just – witness what happened um we've had a special guest brooklyn <laughs> smith hanging out um working on a project for your book mm -hmm. about social media and things and you wanted to add something about september 11th yeah i did um i think there's something really human in the fact that we're only brought together as a society through tragedy such as 9-11 mm -hmm. and the unfortunate part of this is like the original discussion was how do we let the older generations understand us as a group and they want to push that you know we don't understand and we don't care and we're so attached to other things but the truth is that we do care but there's a hypocrisy in the fact that they won't listen to us and they won't accept that we do care you know it's going back to 
tragedy has to bring us together and you know there's this disconnect between both groups and it's unfortunate that that we just don't work together as a whole so there you have it remembering september 11th 2001 with a group of gen zers who want you to know that they care we'll see you on the next episode